You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help you overcome your confidence blockers so you can embrace your true self and show up bravely in your life. This is a space to find insight, encouragement, and support so you can be you bravely. With that, let's go to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so excited that you're here. I have another amazing interview for you today. Haven't they been so good? Oh my gosh. And there's so many more good ones coming. So make sure that you have subscribed to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. And a quick plug, if you don't mind, if you like the show, I would love for you to do one of a couple things to share it with a friend, to rate and review the show on iTunes, or even just to give it a social media shout out. Those shout outs, likes, support means so much to me as a podcast host, and you're helping spread the message and mission of Captivatingly Confident, which is to stop living life how you think you should so that you can have the confidence to show up in life how you want so that you can stop hiding and be you bravely and be seen and get in the pictures and live your life and to not wait for the perfect body or the right weight or the right time to start living, that you could do that now, confident in the woman that you are. And that is the message of Captivatingly Confident. And every time that you like, support, and share the show, you are helping to further that mission. Because I have a dream. I have this vision of women walking around in their confidence, choosing to live life in a way that's empowering. And I know that that will absolutely change not only our current state of affairs, but also for our kids so that they can see us being confident and they can adopt that and carry that on as well. So all that to say, If you wouldn't mind doing a couple of those things, that would be great. Also, if there's topics that you want to hear us talk about on the show or guests that you want to hear on this podcast, I want to know. Email me, kim at captivatinglyconfident.com. I respond to every single message myself, and I want to get your feedback about the show, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to change, what you want to see, because this show is for you. It started out as kind of a place for me to process all of the things that I wanted to see happen in the world, and it's become so much more than that, and it's become a place where you come and you get your your tank filled and you walk away feeling a little bit more confident, a little bit more inspired, a little bit more positive, and I really want to carry that on. So all that said, if you've got feedback, girl, give it to me because I want it. All right, let's talk about today's guest. I'm so excited. This woman is incredible. Her name is Tara McCann, and she is a woman's health coach specializing in preconception health and fertility. Ugh, it took us nine months to get pregnant with Lewis, and I wish that I had had someone like Tara that could have provided the emotional support as, as we went on this journey. So if you are currently in this space or if you're considering trying to get pregnant or even if you're not this episode is full of so much good stuff i can't even 
Oh my gosh, I can't even. So Tara struggled for over two years to get pregnant with her first child. And all through her journey, Tara learned to trust her body's intuition, nourish herself with food, and speak up for what she knew her body needed. Anybody that's tried like Western medicine when it comes to trying to conceive knows this struggle. She was so inspired that she became a health coach herself in 2014 when she graduated from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Tara has been empowering women to nourish themselves and optimize their health for fertility ever since. And I would add, she's been doing so much more than that. Oh my gosh, just wait. To learn more about Tara, you can visit her website, taramccannwellness.com. She is incredible, and I cannot wait to share this interview with you. So without further ado, let's chat. All right, welcome back to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. I am so pumped for today's guest. Oh, friends, you are in for a treat. I am so excited to welcome Tara McCann to the show. She is a fertility coach and just an incredible woman. Like she just blows me away just with her her powerful presence and the way that she is so passionate about fertility and confidence and body trust. And I'm just so excited for you to talk with with her today. I'm so pumped. So Tara, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. That was awesome. That was such an amazing intro. I love it. So thank you very much. Well, girl, it's the truth. So (laughs) it's hard hard to argue with that. So, okay, tell us all, I think everybody's kind of wondering, like, what exactly is a fertility coach? Yeah, so my my background is as a holistic health coach, and so that's where my training is. And I have specifically um, dove in really deeply into the fertility realm. Um, And so that's getting your body ready for pregnancy um, the first time or getting your body ready for another pregnancy as you expand your family or if you're already going through like um, medical interventions to help you with fertility, all of that I can support and help you with. And so it's all about like, the nutrition of getting the nutrients you need in your body, um, figuring out what your, what your body's telling you about your fertility cycle so that you can maximize, um, when you're trying to get pregnant, um, and just taking care of you and learning how to mother yourself first is really a lot of what I focus on, um, in my practice. Wow. Gosh, it's like, even if you're not pregnant (laughs) and you're trying to get pregnant, I, that sounds amazing. Like, can I talk with you? <laughs> yes, you can. Well, and that's the thing. I, I, my focus is on fertility, but really this is women's health. This is, we mm-hmm. all have these amazing bodies mm-hmm. and our bodies can do amazing things. Like we can create an entire other person from two cells, two tiny little cells. And you then 10 months, nine months later, you create a whole new person. And I think we don't give ourselves credit for that. And so I want women to know how amazing they are and I want them to trust their body and what it's telling them. And I want them to be partners with all of their practitioners in healthcare so that they can be getting the best care that they need um, and really taking ownership of that for themselves. Oh, yes. Ownership. I love that you introduced that word into the conversation. (laughs) I love it. 
So, but before we get there, I'm really curious, how did you become a fertility coach? So for me, it, it started as I have a medical background. So I was an occupational therapist and I worked in pediatrics with kids with sensory integration for about 10 years. And, um, so my husband and I got married and it was a couple years after we had gotten married, I guess about a year. And we we're like, well, we should have kids. And so we started <laughs> trying. It's like, it's about time. We're not young. So right. we should do this. <laughs> um, and so we started trying. And for me, it was like, I'm healthy. My husband's healthy, you know, and this was fall. And I was like, we'll be pregnant by Christmas and it'll be just that easy. Um, and it really wasn't. It mm. took us over two years to get pregnant and it was a really long journey and it was a really lonely journey. And so for me, um, after I had, I had two girls and so they're pretty close together. And so after two pretty close pregnancies and breastfeeding for two and a half years or three years, I guess, altogether, Mm -hmm. my body was not in a great space. And so I found a health coach who helped me get my body back again. And as I was going through the coaching process, I was like, this, this is what I wanted when I was trying to get pregnant. I wanted this support and I wanted someone that I could talk to that wasn't going to be like, oh, you should do this and this and this and this and this. Like, I didn't want advice. I wanted someone who could talk to me and listen to me and problem solve with me because I knew my body could do more and I trusted that my body could do more. I just didn't know how to quite get there. And so that's really why I became a coach is because of my experience going through fertility. And I, you know, I did some work in the um, reproductive medicine. I, I did a couple of IUIs or four IUIs, which is intrauterine insemination. So I was in the medical realm of things too. Mm-hmm. And when you start getting into that realm, I felt in my journey that I got lost Like it was all about what my blood work said, about what my numbers said, but me as a person got lost in that situation. And so my work is really trying to support women through any piece of that, you know, just trying to get started getting pregnant, getting started and expanding your family or going through medical treatments, because I think sometimes it's hard to find the support you need. Wow. That's, first of all, I want to say just how amazing it is that you that you were able to see what you needed and to be able to fill that because I know a lot of women have struggles getting pregnant. And, you know, I think that the, the one and one time wonders, like that's a, that's a rarity. That's not the norm. And is there like a length of time that you see that is like an average for women or is it all over the board? You know, I really think it's all over the board and Though, yeah, I think it's all over the board because some sometimes people do like they're like go off their birth control and they get pregnant like first time out of the gate, first month. And then there's people who, you know, are years and years, like multiple years, 10 years, 15 years, like really trying to have a baby for a long time. So I think there's a, a really wide range. And then the other piece of it that comes into this is just not the, you know, month to month cycle of trying to have a baby, but there's also very early pregnancy loss and miscarriages. Um, So one in eight women or one in eight couples in the U.S. are impacted by infertility and one in four have had a pregnancy loss or a miscarriage. So it's so much more common than anyone talks about um, Mm -hmm. and so much more common than you know, because I think, you know, someone you know has experienced a piece of this, um, but they may not be talking about it because 
we feel a lot of shame in our bodies. And I know I did. I felt shame that my body couldn't do this one thing that it was built for. Like I'm meant to have a baby. That's, you know, that's why I was, you know, that's why I have all of all of these. <laughs> Sorry. Big um, and yet I couldn't do it. And so I felt like I was broken. And the truth mm-hmm. is we're not broken. We just maybe need some extra help. That's incredible. And I, it took us nine months of trying mm-hmm. to get pregnant. And I wish that I had had the support that you're talking about because it is lonely and it is isolating. And you do feel like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't my body do exactly what you said? Like this thing that I'm created to do that everyone else is doing. Why is it so hard for me? And that is so isolating. It is. And it's, and it's even more so that we don't talk about it. And I think the conversation is starting. Um, and I think that there's more conversation about it now than there was 10 years ago or 12 years ago when I was trying to get pregnant. Um, and I think, think there's a little bit more community out there to find, but I still think that it's just a really lonely journey. And a lot of people don't know to reach out, especially yeah. when you're just early in your trying to conceive journey. Like, mm. you know, it's only been a couple months and this is really hard, but I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want to tell my family because then they're going to keep asking, when are you going to get pregnant? And, and all of those things. So you don't you don't want them to think you're broken too. You know, you don't want them yeah. to be adding on to all of that. And so you keep it hidden. And I want women to feel supported in that. Wow. That's so true. I I just admire you so much for standing in that space with women who are experiencing this because it's so emotionally draining. Because when you're trying to get pregnant, that's like all you're thinking about and you're trying to do other things. But in the back of your mind, it's just it's constant. It is. It's, it's all consuming, all consuming. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. So are there, so when somebody comes to you and over the practice that you've been doing, have you noticed, are there like really particular things that you do with every client that seem to come up over and over again, or is it really just individualized for each person? You know, a lot of it is pretty individual as far as where each person is, but there's, definitely four things that we work on. Um, and the, the part that I would really love to help women start understanding is the more that you can prepare your body before you even start trying, that it makes the process of trying and getting pregnant much more easy. Um, it can be easy depending on what's going on in your body, but the more you prepare your body for pregnancy, um, and at least three months before you start trying to conceive, because it takes about three months for your egg to mature. So, you know, if you're ovulating right now, the egg that you ovulate started its growth three months ago. And so if you think back to what you did in the last three months, that's all of those things are impacting that egg's health. Um, so really starting to prepare your body sooner than you think. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I would love women to even start preparing six to 12 months ahead of time because hormonal changes take time and we all want kind of that magic pill. That's going to be like, Oh, you know, I'm going to do this and it'll turn everything on and I'll get pregnant tomorrow. But the truth is, is that our bodies just don't react that quickly. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to build habits and practices, and it takes time to tune in to ourselves and figure out what's going on and what we really want and need to be supportive of ourselves. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So getting a jump start on it for sure. And I know one of the things that you had told me before was that a lot of it is not so much even like the practical things that you work on, like stress management, nutrition, supplementation, but a lot of it comes down to this connection between trusting yourself and also knowing yourself. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think I think that's such an important piece that gets lost because you can't, you know, you can't supplement your way out of this. Um, because so many of us are really disconnected from our bodies. You know, we have that first like hormonal talk or, you know, you're about to get your period talk when we're in junior <laughs> high or, or earlier. And maybe we have a little bit more of a really uncomfortable talk in high school health class. Mm-hmm. But the reality is we don't have a connection to that. And many women are put on hormonal birth control when they're really young yep. and they're put on that birth control not necessarily to prevent pregnancy. They might be having, you know, really heavy periods. They might be having a lot of PMS or, you know, acne or things like that. And then they get put on those hormonal birth control pills when there's something going on. And instead of figuring out what's going on, um, they just say, oh, the pill will fix it. And the reality is the pill will not fix any of that. (laughs) And so I think we get, we get sold a bill of goods on that. Um, And so, Yes, because it takes about till we're 21 or so for the the circuits and the pathways of hormones from your brain to your adrenal glands and your ovaries to really form a good pattern and a good path. And so if we disrupt that earlier, then when we go off birth control and want to get pregnant, we um, our brain has to reestablish that pattern or just establish it in the first place. And mm-hmm. so part of that coming off is also coming off birth control is learning to trust your body again, even if you've had those heavy, painful periods, Mm. figuring out what your body needs and learning to trust that the signals that your body gives you are what are true. Because I think we often dismiss our signals from our body and we dismiss um, that information because, you know, there's shame around infertility Definitely. But there's also shame around just menstruation and being a woman Mm. in general. And so we disown that part of our body completely. And the way we talk about it, like, you know, the words we use around menstruation are often not supportive of our bodies. And that's the time our bodies really need rest. And often we just push right through. Oh my gosh. I'm totally just standing here absorbing all of this. It's so true. It's, yeah, that first conversation about what your body is doing and how to care for yourself well, like that doesn't happen. You know, it's so awkward and it's so foreign. And even when it comes to pregnancy and what to expect, there's so much out there that sometimes it feels almost overwhelming and it can be really hard to, to trust yourself and knowing what's right for your body. And, you know, you were talking earlier about, before we started recording, you were talking about even trusting your body's own hunger signals Mm -hmm. and talk, yeah, talk about more, talk more about that. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think that we just push aside those little signals from our body. And I think when we're, so I'll talk about the little signals, but when we push apart, push away those little signals, it's even harder to turn, tune into the bigger signals of what we're, 
um, of what our body, what's going on in our body. So little things like, are you thirsty? Like, do you need Mm -hmm. a drink? Are you hungry? Like, what do you need to eat and nourish yourself right now? Do you have to pee? Like how many of us go for another hour after our body has said, you know, I really need to pee, but then it's like, oh, just one more thing. And we put it off and we don't listen and our body, or if we need to rest, that's another big one. Like your body needs rest. And I'm not talking about sleep. I mean, those are two different things that your body definitely needs. But rest, like really nourishing rest. Um, and when we put off those signals, then it's harder to understand the bigger signals that our body's telling us. Like if we're trying to tune into our fertility cycle and trying to tune into what our body's telling us about ovulation or when we might, might be ovulating, it's harder to tune into those because we've disowned the little things. And we've got such a practice of ignoring ourselves that, mm. um, that we don't we can't tune in. It's just so hard and it needs to become a practice of the little things first and then the bigger things. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. I love where you're going with that and just reconnecting that body trust through these smaller actions and really putting yourself first. Cause you're right. It is easy to do all the other things first. Like if you have to go potty, you're just, sorry, I have a four-year-old. If no, you have I to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Well, then the Daniel Tiger song kicks in because you have to go potty stuff and go right away. But we don't do that. No, we don't listen to that. No. And we don't listen in so many other ways. So for someone that is considering extending their family or starting for the first time, maybe they've been struggling and they want to head straight to their OB's office and start talking about the medical side of it. Mm-hmm. What would you say to somebody that's in that place? Well, I definitely think it's a good conversation to have to talk to your doctor about what if they have a protocol for coming off of birth control and what that transition looks like with your medical doctor. I've had experience with some of my clients that they've called their doctor, they've said, I'm thinking about, you know, having a baby, I'm going to go off my birth control, and the only information the doctor said was, well, just don't fill your prescription. Wow. So, so there's a gamut. Uh, yeah. It's like, well, that's not the most supportive thing because mm-hmm. the transition off birth control can, can be difficult for some people. And so, um, and there's more to it because, you know, the birth control pill deletes a lot of nutrients and a lot of nutrients that are really important for um, growing healthy eggs and for having a successful implantation and pregnancy. And so if you're already depleted in those because you've been on birth control for a really long time, you want to really build up those stores. Um, and so I think for someone in that situation, definitely having a conversation with your doctor and seeing what they have to offer. And then also starting to really eat a lot of whole foods. So um, getting rid of packaged foods as much as possible and eating the most nutrient-dense foods you can find because that's going to start to build up those nutrient stores in your body um, and taking care of what's going on in your gut and how you're absorbing all of those nutrients because it's one thing to eat them, but if your body isn't absorbing them, then that's you know another step you kind of need to delve into. Right. Um, Someone in that situation too, I think it's really great to start looking at tracking your cycle. So tracking your menstrual cycle and seeing um, when you're ovulating, when you're menstruating, how long your cycle is. Um, there's so much information that you can, that can be gained from tracking your cycle. And um, there's a piece of it, you track your body temperature first thing in the morning and it can confirm that you're ovulating in each month. 
And so learning all the different pieces of your cycle and what that information is telling you is really empowering. And then as you know more about your cycle and it takes a little time, several months, because, you know, it's a a month for the cycle. um, It takes a little while to learn that information, but as you gather that information, you can bring that to your doctor and say, I'm noticing this and be able to be a partner with your doctor. Oh, I love that. And it's, it's so great even to track your cycle, even if you're not trying to get pregnant, because there's a wealth of information about your hormone health, what's going on with your body. Like there's so much information there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much. It's, It's amazing. And when you're really in tune with your cycle, your hormones, I mean, because our hormones are changing every day um, with our, our fertility hormones, even if you're not trying to get pregnant, they're changing all the time. <laughs> um, and so you're primed for different things at different times in your cycle. So we talked a little bit about rest. And so when you're menstruating is a really good time to rest and tune in. Um, and the hormones in your brain are actually primed for that rest and that real intuitive kind of planning, Mm. big planning kind of stuff. And then around the time that you ovulate is a really good time. Your, your hormones are primed basically for you to find a mate. And so your, your energy is much more outward and you speak very clearly um, and your skin looks great and all of these things (laughs) that that present you to the world in Mm. a different way. And so it's a great time to like ask for a raise. It's a great time to make a presentation in front of people because your hormones are going to support that. Wow. I have never thought of it that way before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting. You can use your cycle, especially as you know, women business owners and just women in general in life. If you know what's going on in your cycle and what piece of your cycle, what phase of your cycle you're in, you can start to schedule things. Like after you ovulate and before your period is a really good time to get really detailed and do really like if you need to do research or if you need to do like all of your monthly bookkeeping or if you need to organize your closet, it's a really great time because again, your hormones are primed for that in that period of time. My mind just got blown. (laughs) (laughs) And here's one other thing too, because not all women are... um, naturally cycling with their own hormones. And so women are on hormonal birth control and have different forms of birth control. And all of that is fabulous because every woman needs to do what she needs to do for her body. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you are not, or, you know, women who have had a hysterectomy or, you know, are already in menopause, you can still connect with that cycle because you are a cyclical being. Like women Mm -hmm. are meant to be cycling. And Mm -hmm. so- we can use the moon, which is really amazing. Um, and so the new moon is really like the time of menstruation. So if you're not having a cycle for whatever reason, you can use the energy of the new moon and that's the time of the rest and the journaling and, and kind of the big planning. And then the full moon is more like ovulation. And so that's the time to be doing those big energetic outside of yourself things. Um, yeah, so you don't have to be having a a natural cycle to, to use this energy. I think all women can use this energy. Wow. That is so cool. I've heard that before as I've looked into seed cycling Mm -hmm. and it coincides with the moon cycles too. Yeah. So fascinating how nature and food can be our medicine and get us back on track, but we're so quick to, you know, go get a pill when really like there's so many simple things like this that you can do. 
Yeah. And it is, it's just a matter of slowing down and mm-hmm. listening in more. And again, yes. that trusting that your body is telling you something true and not that your body is broken. And that's why you have this thing, you know, like what, whatever your body's telling you is the truth of your body right now. And how can you support that and shift that into something that is more supportive of the life you want to lead? I just want you to just like, just on repeat, just like keep saying that over and over and over again. It's so good. Yes. I love that so much. So what is, I mean, obviously we can see so many benefits of working with a fertility coach. Like what do you feel like is the biggest benefit of working with you? So I really feel like the biggest benefit is that, um, One, you learn to trust yourself and you learn to listen to those messages and you learn to mother yourself first. So like you have all these, you want to get pregnant and you have all these mothering instincts and you really turning that back on yourself and saying, you know, if my child needed something, what would they need right now? Like if I am talking to myself, like, do I need rest right now? And you wouldn't deny your child a nap and you wouldn't deny your child food. So turning that back on ourselves and really mothering ourselves so that we, we know what we need and we know what our body is telling us. So as we make that transition into pregnancy and into motherhood and into you know being mothers of teenagers and all of the things that go along with being a parent, you have that support system for yourself and you know what kind of self-care works for you. And you know that, oh, if my body's telling me this, I need these three things. And you have a support system and a network in place for yourself so that you can show up more fully as a mother and a partner and uh, you know, as whatever business you're in, if you own your own business or if you're working for someone else, that you can just show up more fully in your life because you're really nurturing yourself. And you're being supported, like having that, you know, relationship with a fertility coach with you and being able to have that, that person to stay connected with that person to lead and to guide and to help instead of trying to Google search, right. Getting lost in the the Google rabbit hole. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I remember Google searching all the things, trying to get pregnant. And especially after I got pregnant, which is a huge no-no. If you are trying to get pregnant, you've never been before, stay the hell away from Google because that will scare the bejesus out of you. Yes. It's just, it's crazy. So having somebody that can provide resources, that can provide support and paradigm shifting and it sounds like a lot of healing too, especially if you do struggle with trusting your body and trusting yourself, like having someone to help you navigate all of that. Like that sounds incredible. I think it's incredibly helpful. And I, you know, as women, we, we tend to connect and we tend to, you know, we were meant to, or we historically, like if we talk about women used to be the the gatherers and we would be in groups and we would be child rearing together. And so having that connection with another woman um, or a group of women who are supporting you in this journey, I think is incredibly important. And I think we all often have the attitude of, oh, I can do it myself. I'm just going to Google it and I'm going to do all the things it says and I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But I think what we discount is the amount of support that another person brings or two other people bring 
to your journey, your journey, because I think that, that we're just wired for it and, and we need it. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the other thing is on this journey, it may not be your best friend. Like your best friend is amazing, but if she doesn't quite get it, it may not be her. Like for me, it was, I had two friends and they had had some fertility issues before, not the same as mine, but they were the ones I went to, not necessarily, you know, the friends I hang out with. And so finding that space and finding that support, you may have to look a little bit outside of your current circle. Definitely. Oh, I want to keep talking to you forever about this, (laughs) but we do have to wrap up. So as people are looking, where can they find you? So your my website is at Tara or is taramccanwellness.com. And then I'm also on Instagram and my Instagram handle is at taramccanwellness. Perfect. And I'll make sure if anybody is looking for for you, for your email contact information, just reach out to me and I can definitely hook you up. And I'll make sure to put all of your links on the Facebook and Instagram. I'm so excited about this. Gosh, I feel like I learned so much from you today. Well, thank you. It was just a great conversation. I love, I love sharing this information with women because I think it I want women to feel empowered in their health and not feel like their health care is happening to them. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much good stuff. Okay. Well, we're probably going to have to have you back on the show because I feel like we're just getting started, (laughs) but Tara, Tara, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story and your wisdom with us. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. It was great. I, I enjoyed being here. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.